the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Tommy Horowitz, who is the man on the spot whenever there's a, a big event, went to uh, Columbia University and attended a very large pro-Hamas rally. I will be speaking at Columbia, apparently, uh, by the way, the, uh, in the beginning of December. I'll give you uh, details on that as soon as that's all confirmed. I attended Columbia. This is not exactly shocking, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> so, I, Ami, did you also go to Israel? I just got back uh, yesterday from Jordan. But, yes, prior to Jordan, I was in Israel for about 10 days. Hmm. Why did you go to Jordan? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Hmm. That answers the question. You sound like the Nashville Police Department. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole different discussion I like to have at some point, but I guess right now is not the right. Not the not the not the. the All right. So you went to Jordan and Israel, and then and after that you went to Colombia, or was the Colombia before? Colombia was prior to was prior to that. So. This is important to me. It's not critical, but it is It is somewhat important. When did you go to Columbia? How long after uh, uh, October 7th? Uh, about a week. Okay. That's The reason I say it's important is because Israel had not yet begun its retaliation. So the, began the retaliation, not the ground war. Yeah, fair enough. That's a correct uh, distinction. Okay. Uh, so... I watched your video, and you assumed, and you may be right, that there were thousands at Columbia? Yeah, I would say there was probably a couple thousand, sure. Right. Now, I I want to understand a few things. Number one, do you believe that, or what percentage of those at this demonstration do you believe were Columbia students? Almost all of them, because Columbia was a well, all of them. The answer is all of them, because Columbia was a closed campus that day. Normally, anybody can walk on campus. During the rally, security closed off every single entrance to the university. Right. The only people allowed in were people who were press or students themselves. So you got in as press. Sure. Okay. (laughs) I'll leave it at that. (laughs) Uh, Now, so that is almost, even for me, it is difficult to morally and intellectually digest. Thousands of Columbia University students demonstrated on behalf of Hamas? So, okay, let's let's make a couple things clear. Um, first of all, okay, so there's a debate. Uh, were they there 
support Hamas, where they're to support the Palestinians. What's the difference? And, I mean, this, forgive no, no, there me. Is a, I, there is a difference. Okay. There is a difference. Now, in this case, I will say this, that of all the protests I have come across, and this is not a new thing, uh, students protesting uh, against Israel and for the Palestinians, I, I always tend to ask the same question. Uh, do you support Hamas? I asked that question to probably 100 people in this particular protest. I've asked to hundreds prior. I want to make something very, very clear. I have yet, of all the people I have asked in the hundreds, I have yet to receive one person, a single person, a person who would condemn Hamas. Not one and the same was true for this particular rally. So why did you so, correct me when I said it was a pro-Hamas demonstration? Well, because no, no, I wanted to make clear that, that there are many people who have this narrative that they say this is just a pro-Palestinian rally, right? This is their argument. This is not pro-Hamas. This is not uh, anti-Israel, even, they will say. Um, so I'm sorry. I, I, what I meant to say was I want to make a clear distinction because there are those who say that these are not Hamas rallies. These are not even anti-Israel rallies. They're simply people standing for the, for the freedom of people of forgotten. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, while I believe they're doing that as well. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. I just want to make a point here because there was a very powerful video I watched. I don't remember who the person giving it was, but I think it was on the Jerusalem Post website, but I'm not certain arguing that this distinction between Hamas and the Palestinians uh, is, for the most part, just factually invalid. They, even on the West Bank, not just in Gaza, the students on the West Bank voted for student leaders or whatever. Hamas won that election hands down. They are the most popular group among Palestinians. Not every Palestinian supports them. We're on board on that, Ami? Absolutely. Uh, In fact, um, I was in uh, the Palestinian territories um, this last week uh, talking to Palestinians on the West Bank, uh, asking them, uh, do you support Hamas? And um, overwhelmingly, uh, the answer was yes. I would say it was above 90 percent and 100 percent for anybody uh, under 50 years old. So, and I think that they've done a number of, of polls about the uh, the popularity of the Greens, which is what they call Hamas. Um, and if there was to be an election today in the West Bank, they would win overwhelmingly. So it bears out my anecdotal 
um, anecdotal discussions and, and research as well. Uh, there's no question about it. And, you know, the, what, the other point, last point, the other point I was going to make um, was that if you did a Venn diagram between people who hate Israel and the people who hate America, they would be, again, the exact same circle. They'd fit exactly into each other. There's, there's two peas in the same pod. Um, I think it's important to understand that, that Israel, what Israel does is simply represent, it isn't necessarily about Israel. It's really not even about land. It's really more about um, the West, Western ideals, Western values, um, and Israel represents that. And Israel happens to be in an area that they are easily able to access because it's a piece of land uh, that is adjacent to these other people who find our values obnoxious. Um, and want to see the destruction of our ways of life. I, I know it sounds trite, and the left says it's so trite, but trite is oftentimes true. In this case, it is very true. And I want to point one more thing out. You know, when people, again, friends of mine who, who tell me, well, I mean, I mean, again, they're just standing for the Palestinians. You, you have no proof they want to see the destruction of the state of Israel. All you have to do is listen to their chanting. You know, it's funny, there was an Israeli group right next to pro, a counter-protest, on the big quad, you went to Columbia, that big quad in front of the library, uh-huh. and um, half of that quad was dedicated to the um, Palestinian protest, and half the quad was the counter-protest, the, Israeli, the pro-Israel protest. And if you listened to the, and I did, I listened to the chants and the singing of the pro-Israel protest, all you heard were songs of peace and love, no, no violence, no even, like, calls for retribution. This is just after 1,400 people were killed in the most brutal way you could possibly imagine. In fact, I don't think the Nazis had come up with such brutality against Jews. And then as you walked over to the Palestinian protest, which you heard were chants of genocide. You heard the chant, which you hear at every single protest of Palestinians, from the river to the sea. Palestine will be free from the river, right? The Jordan River on the eastern bank to the, the sea on the west, the Mediterranean Sea. What happens to lie in between those two points, Dennis? The Jewish state of Israel. They're calling for the destruction of the state of Israel. That is what they are vocally saying. They're not hiding in the ball. They're not, they're not saying they're, they're, this is the, that's the quiet part out loud. This is the out loud part out loud. They want that the clarion call of the Arabs from the inception of the Jewish state, we will throw the Jews into the sea. This is the modern incarnation of that. That's correct. I think it was Bill Maher, interestingly, because I always like to give credit for an idea. He said, Israel is always accused, and you had mentioned this, of being a, a Western outpost in the Middle East. And he said... Don't we need more Western outposts in the world? <laughs> Isn't that a good thing? And I had never thought of that. Uh, if I believe Western civilization has been a moral improvement on all other civilizations, I would want more Western outposts. Sure. It's, a, it's an existential threat that we're fighting against. You know, look, a Western outpost, Western ideas, again, not just European and America, right? It includes South Korea. It includes Japan. No, of course. It includes Australia. Right, right. it doesn't include Colombia. So uh, another question about the Colombia thing. First of all, nearly all of them were masked. 
because they don't want to be uh, videoed. They don't want to be identified. I assume that that's, that's the reason, obviously. They're, yeah. they're not worried about COVID. So uh, nevertheless, th- again, I, I fully acknowledge that this is a supposition on your part, but you're, in, you're quite bright. And I, if you have a thought on this, I'd like to hear it. Were, what was the division between Middle Eastern uh, 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 demonstrators and American leftists? It's a great question. It's not a supposition. I mean, I've, again, I've been to many, many of these protests, and you can see people and identify where they're from. I would say, I say it's, it's roughly in the 50%, 50% range. That's what I assume. You know, and I, and I want to point, um, yeah, another thing out. Look, it's um, what I'm hearing a lot from the media on our side, and I, and I want to I want to rebut this because I don't agree with it. I think it's actually factually incorrect, and I think also it's not only factually incorrect. I think it takes away the evilness. So you were saying that there's something you're not happy with with regard to conservative reporting, correct? Yeah, it's it's this notion that these kids don't know what they're talking about or what they're supporting. That does not bear out based, again, on my um, my the time I've spent with them over the years, not just this one past conflict, although a lot of time with this past conflict, but also the conflicts before. Uh, they know exactly what they are saying. They know exactly who they're representing, and they know exactly what they are doing. Um, I, I reject the idea of giving them a pass because they, in, in the words of people who are critical, they're just stupid kids, don't know what this is. Un, now, there may be people who don't know. There might be. I have yet to come across them. And when you discuss and with them what's going on and why they're there, they know exactly what they're doing. I refuse to give them a pass. I think you're, you're therefore excusing evil. I think they know what's going on, and they are evil for it. That's right. 50-50, that, that is what I surmised. You know, I'm wondering, on a human level, Ami, you're a kid who, especially a Jewish kid at Columbia, and you're in, the, in a dorm there, and your roommate goes to this demonstration. How, how do you spend the rest of the year together? My roommate has just demonstrated to exterminate the Jewish state. W- what do I do? Hey, how you doing? How did they go? Really? I, I mean, I, I don't have to survive. My kids are in college. They're going through it now. Classmates, people on their floor. Um, my kids uh, are, are, are seeing it on a daily basis. It makes it very difficult. No, I can tell you on a personal level. It makes it very, very difficult. For them to walk into school every day, seeing these people every day, knowing how they feel about them uh, and 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 their people, um, it is inc- it's incredibly difficult. Of course it is, but you have to stand strong and you got to do what you got to do. You have a backbone. This is what, this is when we are tested. We are being tested now. That's correct. Yeah, I'd like to talk to you about your daughter issue. That's fascinating. Unfortunately, fascinating. As usual, well done, Ami Horowitz. The video is up at his website or at DennisPrager.com. The experience he had one week after the massacres at Columbia University. Keep up the good work, Ami. Thank you, Dennis. 
Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.